There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Hey, hey, we are back for, with another uh, post-season uh, Oak interview? Island interview, man. We're excited for this. Yeah. We have a special guest on today, and we would like to uh, thank him for hanging out with us. This is Mr. Laird Nevin. Welcome to the podcast, Laird. Thanks for having me back. Oh, man. Yeah, well, we've been looking forward to this for a long time, so mm -hmm. thank you so much for uh, joining us once again. we got lots of questions to get to. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, but thank you so much, and we're excited for this. My pleasure. Uh, yeah, first off, what have you been up to before uh, since um, you wrapped up on the island last year? Yeah, we and, did a uh, pregame with you before season premiere, and that was... That was what, November? Yeah. Yeah, so what have you been up to since kind of then? We we had a few weeks of cleaning artifacts, um, and the rest of the time it's been working on the report from last season, the work at the ball site, uh, doing the artifact analysis, all that fun stuff, and and getting ready for for what might be coming up this year as well. Yeah, I remember last year you mentioning, you know, you've got to write the reports from the permits, right, that mm -hmm. are taken out because yeah. your reports and stuff don't get done. It all gets held up, right? Domino yeah. effect. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like I was lucky right this year because Liz uh, Liz Michaels helped me out a lot with the artifacts, so that was that that was great. Yeah, that, that was cool to see you get a a tag team partner out there. Yeah, yeah. So had you worked with Liz before or? No, no, she came, she was recommended by, uh, by someone at St. Mary's. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely would have liked to see uh, more with her, but mm -hmm. you guys were very busy at the Ball Foundation this year. Wow. Yeah, we had a lot done. <laughs> we really did. Yeah. yeah it, it seemed like it, like um, we would not see it for a number of episodes, but mm -hmm. then we come back and, you know, it looks like it's uh it's like a town's been revealed or something. Yeah. Yeah. It, looked yeah pretty it, was, it was pretty quiet there. I know every once in a while, Rick would come up and say, you guys are so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It's crazy over in the swamp. And yeah. yeah. You know, it's one funny thing about um, kind of the work that you do and, um, and Rick is that toward the end of the season, mm -hmm. he um, began loving archaeology, I guess. And yes. like he's been, he was saying that he kind of loves using the trowel and getting down there. Uh, he was working on the stone road yeah. and the paved uh, yeah. the pathway. Yeah. And uh, oh my gosh, he was just loving it. So <laughs> yeah, those weren't ideal conditions either. <laughs> it was no, it's like it's a treasure hunt within a treasure hunt i think you might be converting over to your trial team <laughs> we'll see we'll see <laughs> no Marty's not going there but no. like i mean yeah but we did uh kind of hypothesize that maybe marty got rick a nice trowel for christmas <laughs> <laughs> jack jack brought a bunch of trowels at the beginning oh, of the season yeah very cool you know that's interesting because when we had interviewed you before, you said that Jack would make a good archaeology assistant because he was really good at those test pits. Well, so. he's kind of a double-edged sword because he can move a whole bunch of dirt really quickly with a shovel, but mm -hmm. he'll spend hours with a trowel just, just scraping away at a, at a feature, right? So <laughs> perfect. Yeah. 
That is perfect. How small is your child now? You said you usually start with what, like a five inch or something? Mine's like that. <laughs> that's my old that's my old one and this is my new one so it's even okay fancy was oh, that oh yeah you said you special ordered one for yeah that came from england hand forged yeah geez so now that we know that we'll have to compare it at the end of this next season to see how <laughs> small it got yeah <laughs> put a year on each of them <laughs> yeah how much they're due <laughs> a lot <laughs> All right, cool. Well, um, we kind of want to start, you know, this is kind of like a little bit of a season and review kind mm -hmm. of uh, what we're going to do here at the top of uh, this interview. But mm -hmm. we want to talk about lot 15 because mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of that's where you showed up first, I believe, in the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of work was done up in lot 15. And we had uh, that's when we were introduced to or reintroduced to um, Aaron Taylor because mm -hmm. we had seen him in like at least one episode prior season. Mm -hmm. But uh, we also were introduced to uh, Liz Michaels and yeah. um, David McInnes. Yes. It was a lot of fun to see all you guys um, over there. And uh, I think, what, what did Marty say? I hope this isn't turning into the Fellowship of the Trial. Yeah. <laughs> was he was cool. a little intimidated by him. All the archaeologists around. Yeah. But... He was definitely outnumbered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it yeah, all but... worked out. I mean, that was an interesting feature. I really... It was actually found by one of Billy's guys hmm. um, who brought it to our attention. Interesting. And Michael John. I was going to say it must have been Michael John. No, it was before Michael John. It was a year before. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I really, I have mixed feelings about that. I, I initially didn't think it was anything at all. Mm -hmm. um, David's work proves that it, that something happened there. Mm -hmm. um, in my mind, we just don't know exactly what 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 happened and we don't know when it happened so okay so are you not 100 percent sold on pine tar i'm not sold at all on pine tar <laughs> <laughs> well one thing that you did bring up in the show was that the thing that brought uh that was said to have brought the um original treasure hunters you know like um, Daniel McGinnis, Anthony Vaughn, mm -hmm. and uh, them over to the area was like a fire mm -hmm. or like you know bright lights, lights. like a, like so a fire. The legend goes, and yeah. so you had said, well, maybe it was something like this that they saw that took them over there in the first place. Something where there was a constant burning. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Right. A, um, the, the problem with the pine tar theory is that we didn't find any pine tar. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And, from what I've read, at least in South Carolina, is that there's you'll find a lot of pine tar if that's what they were producing. Okay. Mm -hmm. so. Well, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The only uh, pine tar I ever heard of in my life is uh, in the baseball because yeah. people put pine tar on the bats to get a better grip. Exactly. I don't really know the other applications of, it. and I was going to ask you if that was a pine tar kiln. What are they going to using that for? I mean, it's uh, supposedly to seal up boats and stuff. Or yeah, you can seal up. You can seal up boats. You can seal up shafts too, really, in theory. Okay. Use it on the outside of a shaft. I mean, the the small shafts we found in Smith's Cove two years ago had tar paper around them. Mm -hmm. So you could you could use it for that. Makes sense. Even barrels, the outside of barrels. Mm. Yeah. It's just that we we don't. There has never been a pine tar kiln found archaeologically 
in Nova Scotia. Mm. Well, has there been a swamp road as such? Not as such, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had to close that loop there. <laughs> that one we know. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely get to the uh, Stone Road mm -hmm. and whatnot. But um, yeah, so I don't know. It, it was fun to see all the archaeologists gathered out there. And mm -hmm. I think um, I think Rick really liked it. Mm -hmm. um, Marty was more like, I, I think I think just from watching the show and knowing a little bit of his personality on the show, he's like, oh, my gosh, I hope this doesn't slow us down kind mm -hmm. of deal. Well, David, David, he hasn't been in archaeology all that long, actually. Mm -hmm. And he's very old school. He's every artifact we find we measure the depth and exactly where it is and fill out three forms for every nail, everything. So he, his head would explode on the ball site, for example, oh my gosh. <laughs> but very <laughs> meticulous. He was there probably five weeks longer than he had planned. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that doesn't sound unusual for Oak Island. I mean, it's kind of like you came to the Island and I'm yeah. sure you didn't plan to be here this long. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, it was initially first a couple shorter jobs. <laughs> well, the first two years I said, oh, okay, there's no, this is it. There's nothing, there's nothing else for them to do. And then each year we have a list of things to look for. <laughs> oh man. Keep I having can't. to dig deeper. Yeah. Yeah. And we had the stone that was there in the proposed pine tar kiln that, uh, yeah, the drilled hole. Yeah like all over the island do you think that was potentially something that was done the same time as the structure well that's what we're debating that was really cool actually because yeah. that was i think that was about the same time we started working with aaron help yeah mm -hmm. okay that makes sense and she was looking for rocks with holes drilled in them and there you go. Sudden, that thing comes up. And we're like, ah. <laughs> it, it wasn't clear to us if it had been. It, it could well have been moved to that position. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't clear that it it had always been there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's definitely you could take Steve's RTK and stick it in that hole, right? It definitely could have been related to survey. Yeah, it looks a lot like the older like survey drilled holes I've seen yeah. around yeah. here on my last hike. But, um, yeah, that was fascinating. Well, very cool. So, um, you know, one of the things I liked about the scene that you, the scenes that you were involved in, in mm -hmm. um, lot 15 at the pine tar kiln or the supposed pine tar kiln mm -hmm. was that, um, you kind of had seniority over the, uh, other archeologists and you're like, Hey guys, you fellowship. got this right. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back with Rick and Marty up to the, uh, research center. See ya. <laughs> yeah. It's good to be able to do that for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. We thought that was kind of funny, but um, those guys were so eager and so excited to do what they're doing mm -hmm. and such a unique feature, um, you know, to this day, I guess still not to the bottom of it. So pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was certainly exciting and unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so you want to talk about the swamp? Yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, do that. So, do you, we asked to do this last time. I want to give you an opportunity to change your mind if you want to. If. If. I mean, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. You're feeling about is what, is that a ship in the swamp? Oh, I didn't, as I said, I haven't seen that episode. Um, 
Oh, uh, oh yeah. Because yeah, they... well, last year you said it's definitely not a ship in the swamp when we talked. Is that the same anomaly they're looking at? Yes, the same anomaly that we're looking. Well, that's at. what the that's what they keep telling us through the the, the uh, narrator anomaly. through uh, Robert yeah. Clotworthy. Mm -hmm. You know, um, maybe. I don't know. It could be a magic of editing thing, trying to make it into a more cohesive uh, TV show. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just a happenstance thing because mm -hmm. they are finding pieces of wood and they're thinking, oh, maybe these are parts of ships. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, I always, Jack calls me negative Niven, right? Yep. <laughs> um, because I'm always skeptical. It's very difficult to ascribe something immediately to a ship. I mean, they, don't get me wrong. I think it'd be really cool to find one in there. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, I don't know how they how they to plan what plan of attack they'd use to find it because yeah. that becomes a huge archaeology project. Oh, if it really, ends up being a ship, yeah, really huge and potentially really expensive because you have to conserve it and and do things like that. Um, but I thought, yeah, I'm not sure why it's reared its head again. Mm -hmm. like what what they're basing that on mm -hmm. um so we haven't got to seeing it i guess yeah, yeah on the show they're talking about building up a new um uh, new coffer dam, coffer yeah. dam in kind of toward the middle ish of the like into the water and into the swamp through the road um in kind of like the middle of the the swamp area mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that's why they're bringing up a lot of it. Be, um, and yeah, I don't know. I think potential ship parts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which isn't unusual given, you know, that that's the stormy side of the, of the Island and mm -hmm. things will get washed in there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, at the yeah. At the beginning of the season, they were talking about putting up a coffer dam more toward the um, Eastern part of the front of the swamp. And now it's kind of moved to the middle because I think they're, um, wanting to see if the stone road kind of extends further and the, um, well, they the found ship. a large log also towards the front yeah. that weren't able to explore yeah, later. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, yeah, if I it's know. a ship, I mean, all hands on deck. Literally. Yeah. No kidding. Right. We mm -hmm. won't have enough archeologists to, uh, to <laughs> work on that, oh, but I don't know. I, I, I would be surprised. If you have to bring in a whole like army of archaeologists, we'll have Terry saying this. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> I miss Terry. <you. laughs> I bet he misses you too. Oh yeah. You didn't get to hang out with them a whole lot last year, at least not on TV. Yeah. I no, actually, and even even casually, because we're in different. He's in Luna. He was in Lunenburg, and I was in Mahone Bay, so oh. we were a good half an hour away. So yeah. well. 20 minutes plus, away so plus you're riding your bike everywhere right plus yeah i, I rode my bike to lunenburg but i wasn't gonna have drinks with him and then ride it back at night so. <laughs> <Please don't. laughs> yeah. oh man can <laughs> yeah how is the bike riding stuff going you still doing it yep yeah yep. Nice. winter it's not so easy in the winter but uh i've discovered i'm not a cold weather bike rider mm. so yeah, but yeah no, i went out just the other day yeah. nice awesome very cool. All right. So, um, so there were a few artifacts found in the stone road area, but not very much. Like mm. I think Aaron Taylor described it at one point as like, it's almost like they're cleaning up after themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we're moving up toward the, 
like we go kind of up that stone road area that northern the, the, part, the part that's coming into the swamp yeah and then there's kind of this pathway that goes up the um eastern side of the swamp and they're finding all sorts of of uh artifacts or at least rick was mm -hmm. we saw rick with like dust pans full of pieces of pottery that mm -hmm. he's finding like all over the place so um yeah i mean do you have any idea why there would be stuff closer to like it was primarily even closer to the eye of the swamp on this uh, pathway rather than finding things on the stone road. Well, we found, we found some, uh, some pottery from the 1830s, 1840s sitting on top of the stone road. Oh, um, wow. I think maybe an ox shoe, yeah. lots of coal, obviously, yeah. which is, I thought is pretty telling where they were finding the artifacts. They were starting to go up to the uplands. So the mm -hmm. higher ground, mm -hmm. um, and there was a farm there. Um, actually, I have the picture of it somewhere here. Is it the Vaughn farm? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So they're getting closer and closer. Um, so the Graves farm. They're getting closer and closer to the Graves Foundation. Yeah. And the edge of where he would have uh, would have been uh, clearing his fields. Okay. So that kind of edge of the edge of fields um, is where basically where they were disposing of everything, right? That's you, you find lots of rocks um, and then all their garbage because they, they, there was no municipal garbage service, right? Right. So they weren't going to use that. So that's where they take and throw all their garbage as yeah, well. That's one of the things I mentioned to you mm -hmm. like a couple weeks ago. I'm like maybe that's their like garbage dump. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so are we yeah. digging through their uh, dump site? Is really, <laughs> I guess, the question, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something that might get explored this year. Cool. Yeah. Maybe that's all the burning, their garbage burning. <laughs> because we have, they actually. They, Steve surveys in every little concentration of, uh, of artifacts, right? So we get a good idea of what's happening where. Cool. Seven, they said 700 objects were found this, this year. Season, yeah. And yeah. we recorded it, right? And we saw it on the season finale, which was yeah. double what he had found the previous year. Mm -hmm. That just blows my mind that you guys recovered so much. I'm wondering if all the artifacts you found over at the Samuel Ball site are included in that 700 or? No, because we found, we found more than, we found more than 700. I think we found 1900 or something like that. <laughs> not big, but. Yeah. Yeah. But there's still artifacts and finds. I remember yeah. at the beginning of the season, you mentioned you and uh, Steve were talking about how you had done some of your own surveying to mark, you know, finds. It sounds like you did it 1900 times to me. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't measure in everything. <laughs> we have our own squares within which we uh, find the artifacts, but you just can't measure in that. It, it becomes useless to measure in 1900 artifacts anyway, right? No, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, Steve's map was pretty impressive at the end of the season. So, yeah, it gets pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, well, are, how surprised are you with all the progress that was made last year when a lot of the plans at the beginning of the year kind of got canceled because? They had, you know, they wanted to do X, Y, and Z, but they had to switch over and do ABC, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and if, if this season continues, it's going to probably start in much the same way. I mean, last year we started with all Nova Scotia crew. Um, and so very small crew, mm -hmm. kind of bare bones and limited to what we can do. Mm -hmm. um, Makes sense. And I, and I think it may start the same way this year. Yeah. 
figured as much. We didn't yes. think we'd be in this position, but no, no, and we we had quite a spike, but we're we're going down now. So good. yeah, oh, good, good to hear. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a, kind of amazing what you guys were able to accomplish and how you're able to switch on the fly, kind of like you, uh, I don't know, you you changed the trajectory of what mm -hmm. you guys were doing to, um, you know, be flexible, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you guys were extremely flexible, and then it really paid off. And it's, um, I'm really happy that you had a, you know, what we affectionately call the trial team. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah there to, to help you and you know they were all great characters on tv too so yeah no you do you have to be able to change especially and that's even just if this is an archaeology project mm -hmm. or a search without cameras mm -hmm. you have to be flexible and but you add cameras and a production company into that yeah um, they have directions where they want you to go right oh. so it's it, ah. it's even tougher with them I can imagine, I mean, but at the same time, it's good as treasure hunters or people, we get comfortable with the normal routine, right? Within mm -hmm. Honey Pit or whatever, and we can get our confirmation bias and want to continue on these trajectories, but you were forced to do something else, which is obviously bared fruit, a mm -hmm. lot of so. mm -hmm. Yeah, the Stone Rose was a surprise, and that's... They spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on uh, on geotechnical work in the swamp, and Ian Spooner found it with a big steel probe. Yeah, right. <laughs> so like, let me do it with a stick. Watch this guy. <laughs> that was that was amazing though. Uh huh. Like uh, at the beginning of the season, we saw uh, Doctor Spooner and uh, Tony Sampson out yeah. there. Just uh, in a little dinghy, mm -hmm. uh, paddling around, and he's just sticking it in the, in the water. And he's like, "Hey, there's something here." Mm -hmm. And then they look deeper, and boom, yeah. changed the whole season. Yeah, it, no, it actually did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We think we feel like uh, Doctor Spooner is definitely one of the MVPs of the year. Mm -hmm. He was um, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, he wasn't on every episode either, but he the what he brought was was really fun. Well, so, that was a, that Stone Road was a big save, right? That. Yeah, very cool. That contributed a lot. It does, and it literally leads you to other places, right? I mean, who would have who would have thought? Well, I guess if we would have followed Tony in like season one and two when he was pulling up rocks that were <laughs> mm -hmm. actually the stone road. <laughs> Whoops, it's hard to know. It I mean, is. You got to pick and choose your battles, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they've been focused so hard in the money pit for all these years. You know, it's hard to take your eye off of that and look in a different direction. But thankfully, we were able to do that this mm -hmm. year because, it, like, if they were able just to proceed as planned, you know, who knows what they would have done. But we wouldn't have had the Stone Road, and that would have just been something sitting under all the sediment unexplored to this day. Exactly. Yeah, so it's, I'm glad they were able to find it. It's really cool. Um, another uh, member of the trial team we were introduced to um, kind of like when we – did do more stone road work with uh, the team mm -hmm. uh, with Miriam Amaral. Mm -hmm. uh, so she was a lot of fun to get to know on the show and uh, see her working out there with Dr. Taylor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, uh, didn't you? Okay. So Aaron Taylor mm -hmm. had an interview yesterday. Is that right? Uh, or two days ago with yeah. uh, the curse of Oak Island beyond. Um, yes. Uh, and uh, I guess he had been, he had worked with Miriam before. Yeah. And he recommended her and okay. brought her yeah. in. 
Uh, very cool. So yeah, it was fun to have her on the screen as well. And uh, yeah, like we were saying earlier, just it was fun to have the trial team uh, kind of taken over the island. And mm-hmm. they even converted Rick Lagina. That's a it's a big deal. Yeah, and I think was it last February I got a call from Ke- Kevin Burns, mm-hmm. and and he wanted more um, more represent. He wanted the archaeology to be more representative, right? Because archaeology is really at very at at least 50-50 male female really? right so yeah so having another you know white male on the crew wasn't exactly what we wanted so we were really lucky to get Liz and Miriam to come was- work with us yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah. i saw uh, i saw this uh, meme the other day that said um you know, it, the uh, something about archaeology and how there's more women archaeologists than men because they're really good at digging up the past. Oh God! Did you hear that? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, people have mentioned that a couple of times, and the story I have is uh, the first time my wife visited the island. I looked over; we were having lunch, and she was sitting beside Gary. And I thought, Oh God! <laughs> the first thing he said to her was, "You know, my wife would make a great archaeologist. She can <laughs> dig up the past." So. <laughs> That's fun. Well, it's interesting because we know um, at first when you came on and Gary, you know, wasn't excited to have an archaeologist, but you two seem to be like tag team, like best friends at this point because (laughs) he'll be like, stop, we need to get Laird. And And that's what I'm trying to convince the province uh, that metal detecting can be a good thing. Mm -hmm. It's technically illegal right here. All? Yeah. Anywhere? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, so, but it's used. It's used, and it's used in the states. They use the uh, archaeology, the Battle of Bighorn. Um, um, they use metal detectors, um, and in England, they use them all the time for archaeology. Mm-hmm. So he's finding things in places we would never go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and because we're mapping them, we're going to be able to understand the kind of settlement history of the island a lot better. Yeah. That's just, that's crazy. So yeah, convincing them that it can be a good thing depending on how it's done, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah well, exactly. Definitely an asset to, um, you team. know, even to you and your work. So that's mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so one of the fun things we saw at the end of the season was when he found that um, lead bag seal. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, he brought it up to you and you guys were looking at it and he said, um what did they say? You know, they're talking about how old it was potentially back to 15 or 13, 1500 somewhere mm-hmm. all the way up to 1800. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, oh yeah. He said, someone said, yeah, that's a top pocket find. And mm-hmm. then Laird, you said, oh, I'm finally going to agree with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've, only seen, I've only seen one other, mm-hmm. uh, at least in, in my digs. Um, yeah. They're not, they're not uncommon, but to have him find that on the shoreline, uh was pretty cool and pretty telling i think you know what it has a very specific purpose you know people don't carry them around in their pockets so yeah. <laughs> not unless they're their top pockets and yeah and you're gary but yeah it's it's pretty cool but dating it is it's 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 probably 16th to 18th century kind of thing that's it's about all we can tell yeah yeah pretty tough imagine that's a, a lot of archaeology though you know pretty tough to 
Yeah. You guys do have good ideas on a lot of things too. Mm-hmm. One of the funny things is when they find something like, Oh, Laird. Okay. <laughs> tell me everything you know about it. And, and you're like, Whoa, bro. Just like, give me a minute to look at it. <laughs> Whoa, bro. Well, I, I can, I can imagine you saying that to like Jack. <laughs> Calm down. Right, calm down. I, no, I want Laird to tell him, yo, bro. Like, <laughs> on the Curse of Oak Island. Right. Yeah. yeah, so speaking of, is the Ark of the Covenant hanging out in your basement? Mm, I couldn't tell you. Oh, <laughs> I, don't I know. thought I'd try. If you look directly below us on the screen right now, you see they're hauling away or, uh, the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. And you're actually leading that. You're, that's you. Um, on the front side of that arc, you know, oh, you're carrying like, it with. But, come to my house. Yeah. My wife would not be happy, I tell you. I know. Oh, I <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have led with is your wife happy or not? And then I'd know for sure if it was yeah. in your basement. She's no, she's seen this house turned into an archaeology lab more times than she'd like to remember. That's funny. Yeah. Um, plus we've all seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. None of us want that in our house. Right? No. No. Yeah. Cool. So uh, you, you want to talk about the money pit? Yeah. So last time we talked, uh, we were saying, talking about the money pit and asked how, how would you deal with it? Because digging vertically for vertical shafts didn't seem to make a lot of sense, right? Yeah. That you, in your opinion, you know, you take off the top layer, you find the tops of the shafts. Well, that to me sounds a lot like a big dig. It's. It probably would have been a smaller dig until before Dunfield covered it over and bulldozed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I actually, I'm, I'm surprised that it hasn't been at least attempted. Mm-hmm. Um, because the big problem with the drill is just it's the the amount of travels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Which they only found out as of last year. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so. The and the walk and. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm surprised that they haven't, they certainly haven't asked me to go do anything there. No. I'm surprised they haven't taken that approach. Well, with it potentially just being locals at the beginning of this year, I'm just saying, maybe it is time to put Laird in charge of the money pit and see what happens. One scrape at a time. Yeah. One big trial. I think it'd be cool to find a shaft. I really do. Yeah. Right. It would be a lot of fun. Yeah. The, um, so this season on the show, we saw Terry out there almost every day. And mm-hmm. then we had Charles was hanging out with them a lot. We also had Steve yeah. out there yep. a lot and Scott Barlow. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the uh, money pit team. And yeah. uh, Rick would check in with them all the time. But yeah, you don't get up there very often then at all, right? No, they're a tight group. And, uh, you know, they argue a lot. What's that? I said, do they not let you into their little clique, the Money Pit Boys? No, they're uh, definitely on the outside of that. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine because they fight a lot too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I love it. I don't, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> they are literally, they're literally like brothers. They'll blow up at each other and then the next day everything's fine. They work, they work a lot of hours and it, it kind of mm-hmm. gets to them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so like if I was digging in the money pit, it would drive me crazy knowing how much like trying to drill a four inch borehole mm-hmm. and straight down and having it, you know, having the end of it end up 20 feet from below you, like 20 feet away. That would just drive me insane. Yeah, but they're not getting 20 foot walks anymore. Not with 
choice it sounds like i mean from what i've seen um it's like at most five feet like Mm. i mean at least that's what i've seen i don't know how many times i've ever said this in my life but if you're off by an inch you're off by a mile when it comes to digging underground true (laughs) i remember once i think it was last year they were digging for a south wall and they hit wood so they hit the wall but when they did the gyro work they realized they hit the north wall Mm. not the south wall so oops (laughs) Uh, that's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I love seeing all the progress out there, even, you know, at the beginning of the season, they thought that there went, was uh, some shiny gold objects in the wall of C1 again, you know, mm-hmm. we were just watching that last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, now knows? we're moving to the West versus the East. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of Dr. Spooner's uh, uh, like his revelation at the end of the season that there could be, um, alloys of silver down there do you have any uh thoughts about that no i miss that whole thing uh, yeah, well. <laughs> he's in his happy place he's at the I ball think, i know we know i think that may be a case where um what he said was extrapolated a bit more than he meant uh-huh. well we're gonna hold on to it anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> at least he said silver Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. And zinc and copper. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that brings us actually to um, crushing of dreams. <laughs> That's on my list here. Like uh, <laughs> of the things to talk to you about because um, yeah, you know, the negative Nevin, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the, uh, the moniker that, uh, <laughs> that Jack gave you. you Jack. <laughs> now, um, so like uh, Gary's out there, he finds this amazing and what looks like to be incredible uh, cane topper or this incredible uh, swagger stick topper. Yes. Yes. And you take a look at it and you're like, oh, I'm not so sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of love that. I usually say, you know, I hate to do this, but uh, <laughs> yeah. No. You just bring everybody back to earth. I know. I know, which makes terrible TV. <laughs> no, it makes great TV. In that war room, you're like, I just kind of, I thought it was a lipstick cover. And then bada bing, bada boom. Oh, you were right. It was a lipstick cover. Five minutes later, all over Facebook, uh, people had found all these lipstick covers yeah. that looked like it. It's pretty amazing eh, what they can do. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but then we also had the, the gold shiny object. Yes. Yeah. So, we were teased with all season. Yeah, like before the season even started, they would show us this, this knob that looked yeah. gold. And mm-hmm. it glinted in the sun. Yeah, and then, uh, everybody's so stoked about it, and uh, I think Gary's like, "Get over here and take a look at this, Laird." And you're like, "Oh, cool! Yeah, <laughs> it's but, a gold painted knob." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, until you flipped it over and said, "Oh, that looks better," and gave us all a little tiny bit of hope. Yeah, but it wasn't gold. No, mm. it, it was brass. It looks yeah. like took yeah. it to Kelly, and yeah. it was still a really cool artifact. It's like what is that doing in the swamp, or could that have been something that was tossed out and rolled down the hill from um, the uh, uh, could you say Vaughn? No, the other I don't remember the name of the uh, white is I think what were we saying? The trash who who was throwing out the trash, which uh, not Vaughn Graves, 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 yeah, sorry. So, like, maybe that was something that the Graves family had tossed out because it broke and. It rolled down the hill into the swamp, and Gary finds it, you know, 100 years later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that my favorite 
crushing of dreams moment Ooh. happened to be Steve's leather. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the wash table. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He so was sure it was a book binding. He, yeah. He was so excited about finding this piece of leather and he's really proud to show you Laird. Mm -hmm. I know. I feel especially bad when it's Steve. <laughs> <laughs> he can take it. He can take it. Well, yeah. Cause I'll sit there with the, at the wash table with them and, as soon as he starts to move his hand, I'll say it's a rock. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I love that. Oh, we tease him about that early in the season. Yeah, we right? tease yeah. him about rocks all the time. Now Michael John is Michael John has an eye. Yeah. So yeah. For not rocks. For not rocks, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we heard that he is called Eagle Eye. So yeah. or not Eagle Eye, Hawkeye. Eagle Eye. No, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. I'm going to okay. call him Hawkeye. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he was impressive out there. But, yeah, we, we tease Steve all the time. He, nobody's better at finding the rocks than Steve got there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But he gets really excited when something else gets found, right? Um, the, oh, of course. Um, do we think that Steve's shoe piece and then the shoe heel all go to the same shoe? Oh, I don't know. Like a big puzzle you know we're getting some of those pieces together yeah um so something that uh, was pretty cool a couple weeks ago we saw a behind the scenes episode mm -hmm. it was like a special maddie blake special drilling down where he literally went behind the scenes of the yeah. show like the trailers they showed the lunch room or the lunch tent or whatever mm -hmm. and they um showed kind of how everybody gets mic'd up every episode yeah and it gives us a lot like it gives me uh, appreciation for what you guys do and how it's amazing how they hide all that stuff from the viewers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's such like, you don't expect, um, An like, army. Okay, so one point, well, one point they had, um, I think, okay. They were actually over with, um, you guys in lot 25 on the right. special and they showed Gary doing some metal detecting, mm -hmm. but they have like, I don't know, 20, uh, people there with cameras and, and microphones and all sorts of stuff. And it's just like, wow, for real. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. You have what? Well, if it's Rick, Rick has three cameras on him all the time. Um, you have the one sound guy, um, usually two producers, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and then, then three support people. Yeah. It's really quite a production. It, it's, it's funny that, uh, this treasure hunt that's been going on for so long has uh, resulted in this <laughs> and it's really cool. It is. It's, it's a, it's a real phenomenon, you know, and it's, it's, it's amazing as you guys know how much people get invested in the, in the whole search and in the, in the show. Right. It's, it's, it's kind of astounding. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So many people invested, like very invested, <laughs> you know, um, you know, it's something that's kind of crazy. Deidre and I have talked about this, um, kind of jokingly, but it is, it's kind of a fact. Like we talk about you and Steve sometimes and we're like, well, Steve is basically the most famous surveyor in the entire world right now. And then we're yeah. like, Laird is probably the most uh, famous archeologist in the entire world right now too. Because like literally you get seen by 3 million people just in the United States alone on mm -hmm. every um, Wednesday. How, who knows how I don't know what the ratings are for Canada that's another couple million and then you've got like how many million across the world that do that watch this it's like that's pretty cool that um you know it's it's, it's different that's for sure <laughs> I believe it 
I mean, what it does for me is I, I have to make sure that I try to keep on message and I have to represent, you know, mm-hmm. Nova Scotia archaeology as, as, as it is. So that, yeah, that can fly in the face of production. I try to help them as much as I can, but mm-hmm. sure. Of well, and that's something I had also wanted to ask because we had talked about in the past, obviously you're not a treasure hunter, right? Yeah. And, but it's kind of a conundrum The you know, archaeologists, they don't necessarily love that you're on the show or have had an interest in Oak Island, but it sounds like maybe that's changed. Like we've, now they want to know more about it. We've got some good support. I mean, the irony is I didn't choose to be on the island. I didn't say, um, you know, I want to be part of the treasure hunt. It was the province mm-hmm. that, that forced them to get an archaeologist. So mm-hmm. the fact that people kind of shun me for being on the island is is a little ironic, given the fact that it was the province who required an archaeologist to be there. Mm-hmm. But uh, frankly, I'm I'm over it all, so I don't really. <laughs> I, I'd much rather be with the Oak Island people than most of the archaeologists in Nova Scotia. <laughs> Boom! Shots fired. Well, <laughs> uh, he's got other fantastic archaeologists there oh, yeah. with him. I think it really validates the need, right? Yeah. Of just the finds, uh, the Ball Foundation alone. Well, you know, you know, it's funny. So, a few years ago, just even like three or four seasons ago on the show. Marty was like, nothing significant happened here before 1795. Prove me wrong. And, um, you know, that's that's happened now. Like there's mm-hmm. stuff that show there was some kind of something happening, something significant happening prior to 1795. And, um, you know, I'm thinking that maybe archaeologists maybe believed kind of Marty's line of thinking before that because there's not a lot of proof saying otherwise. Mm-hmm. And now you got a lot of proof. So, you know, draws eyes mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, well maybe there's more to me, more than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, that was, that was Smith's Cove. That was looking at the U-shaped structure and saying, oh, okay, it's going to date to 1860. Uh, and then getting, you know, 1740s or 1769 back kind of changed my perspective on the whole thing. It makes sense. Yeah, all that uh, dendrochronology, that was uh, that's new science to us. And we're, you know, it's fun being a just a, a fan mm-hmm. and watching it as a viewer because we get to learn so much cool uh, scientific uh, different um, kind of like different tests and yeah, technologies. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just it's it's amazing being on our side too. And we can only imagine how it is when you guys are there and then it happens in front of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they love doing their testing. Right. And these aren't cheap. These aren't things we, you know, we wouldn't normally just send something off for dendrochronology. We just wouldn't have the resources to do it. So that's a pretty cool aspect of this job. Uh, I imagine. And even since we're talking about Smith's Cove, um, we should mention his Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Um, so you in this last year after, I guess, last after this last season, I mm-hmm. want to say. After season yeah. seven, yeah. Yeah, you did, you made a Oak Island archaeology page, and we got to see a lot of the pictures from mm-hmm. the Smith Cove work that was yeah. done. was new to a lot of us fans, at least as far as up-close pictures and even yeah. kind of answer some questions. Um, have you found, I don't know, 
it sounds like it's something you've wanted to do for a while was to be able to put that stuff out. Yeah. It's so it, that, that it better represents what the archeology span is mm -hmm. for one. And it gives people kind of better access to what we've done, mm -hmm. which can allow, you know, people to give us feedback, right. Which could lead to, to, uh, to getting some answers. I'd love to find out what the U-shaped structure was. Mm -hmm. So I kind of hope that we post pictures um, and perhaps people will have revelations about what it was. Yeah. That would be super cool. Yeah. yeah. We'll and we'll do the same with the ball site this year. You now we'll be able to show more artifacts and, and perhaps a 3d model of the, of the finally cleared out cellar. Oh, cool. 3d model. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, speaking of the ball site, mm -hmm. like, we would like to touch on some stuff with Lot 25. Sure. Um, one of the – so, okay, we saw a lot of fun – we saw you guys doing a lot of work out there this year, a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, primarily – was it primarily you and Liz? Yeah. Yeah. We I saw some people come out. Miriam was with us for a day, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Who was? Miriam. Oh, Miriam. Miriam. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, we see people like Alex Lagina jump out there every mm -hmm. once in a while. We'd see, uh, I think Rick came out there a few times, but we also saw like um, uh, Gary and uh, like, was it David mm -hmm. doing some metal detecting? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, you guys had a lot going on out there this season. Um, plus, um, we'll get back to like what you and Liz did, but toward the end of the season, we saw. Um, somebody that used to work with Dan Blankenship, mm -hmm. he came on the show and they had some wharfs that, uh, or possible wharfs that were built off the end of lot 25 and I think lot 26. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. um, so, I mean, Tony dove on them. Yeah. Tony yeah. did dove on them. One of them was said to be like, it could have been like 16 feet wide and maybe a hundred feet, feet long. long. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's insanity. What is, what would uh, be the purpose of something like that? And why two wharfs so close together, you know? Well, that's a good question because Ball's, <clears throat> Ball's Lot's actually 25 and 26. Mm -hmm. um, and so the big wall that they show separates 26 from 27, and that's where the freshwater pond is. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't know because we were – it was about that time we were speculating what Samuel Ball could have been doing. Uh, we had Aaron Helton helping us <clears> – <throat> figure out how much cultivated land he owned. Mm, yeah. And from that, we were trying to figure out how much cabbage he could produce mm -hmm. and therefore how much sauerkraut he could produce, thinking that that would be a commodity he could sell to the Royal Navy. Mm -hmm. and of course, <clears throat> it was about that time we found the commander's button. Yeah. The naval commander's button. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the naval commander's in charge of loading ships. And then they found the wharf, you know, and I'm an archaeologist. I'm sitting there going, but these these can't all be coincidences, right? They, they must tie together. They would have to. Yeah. I mean, we're trying to find logic here. I mean, Oak Island will do its own thing. <laughs> yeah. Throw a wrench or a button at you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, that button was kind of crazy. Like, it was, um, seeing the anchors on it was really cool. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. uh, like, what is that doing there? Um, if it was lost by a British um, commander, officer, whatever mm -hmm. from the Navy, like, I don't know. What are the odds of him losing a button while just uh, being at 
being at lot 25 once or twice. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, the most common item of clothing we find all around the island and including during our excavations at the ball site, I have a, in my uh, cataloging program, we have a section called clothing and mm -hmm. they're 99.9% .9 buttons. Wow. So you can lose them while you're working and things like that, but I can't see one just popping off of that guy's uniform and, mm -hmm. and, and him not noticing, but it's actually the second button of that type. There was one found on uh, Isaac's point. Oh, mm, okay. well. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Well, That's really cool. And a couple yeah. years back, uh, we got where Gary and Charles had found down on the shore. I don't remember if it was lot 24, right? Yeah. They had found all these different things that would suggest, hey, there were enough people that would gather around here that, you know, coins might fall out of their pockets or whatever. So did Samuel Ball have a lot of visitors? Uh, you know, was it Navy? Was it yeah. what? Yeah, that's an intriguing area. That's when I first came in, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we found we found lots of artifacts, but just coming from this thin gravel layer. We're finding a similar thing on the ball site. Mm. And we're not really sure yet how that developed, why that's there. Mm -hmm. And what's tying the two together because they're pretty much the same time period. What we were finding on lot 24 and what we're finding on 25. Crazy. So there's a relationship there somehow. Mm -hmm. Connecting the lots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the name of one of the episodes of the season, I think, Connecting yeah. the Lots. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, pretty good. And as far as Lot 25, I mean, we know you have found all kinds of pottery mm -hmm. and a button, a well, potential one my, door. One of my favorite uh, funny parts of the season was with you, Laird, was with, um, so that's when Alex was over there doing some sifting, yeah. and he, find, he found a piece of pottery, and he's like, oh, wow, Laird, look, I found this piece of pottery. And you're like, Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to find a lot of that. Yeah, you're going to find he a lot of pile. <laughs> <laughs> but he was really stoked to find that first piece. He was. Yeah. But then he found what he thought was a coin or a button. And you, the look on your face was like, I just sat down. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was classic. It was, it was amazing. It was worth getting up for. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. He was genuinely excited. He came back the next morning and he'd already researched that button. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, he seemed like he was um, really Pretty excited jazz. about his find. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so um, what else, like uh, behind the scenes, what else, uh, are there any fun things that you found on Lot 25 that didn't um, that we may not have heard of? As you said, well, you found a lot of buttons, well, like 99.9% uh, .9 buttons. How many buttons would that make? -ish. Oh, I'd have to look it up. <laughs> well, if he said, what, 1,900 finds. It must be dozens. There'd be a lot of buttons. Well, I probably probably fewer than twenty actually. It's not a no. big jar. You don't have a big jar of buttons. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have a big jar of buttons. Do you have a jar um, of like sea found rocks? Yeah, oh, God, <laughs> I don't have a jar that large. Yeah, they require a bucket, a big bucket. There, like was a, there was a funny time when um, <clears throat> Liz was working on the barn. I don't know if they showed the barn at all. I I've seen, seen it on a couple maps, but they yeah. didn't go into it. She was working there with Jack and they were finding nothing and they were going off in a tangent talking about weird subjects. And I was working alone and the producer came up and they were being filmed. Producer came up to me and said, could you go find something? <laughs> <laughs> 
So I went down to the the bottom of the ball foundation, went scrape, 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 and found the hinge to a door. Mm. <laughs> so. I remember seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that all played out. Go yeah, find something. Oh, that's funny. That's funny that uh, you were redirected and then you made a, a cool, important find. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess I should have uh, said something earlier. That's some good happenstance right there. Right. Yeah. About that uh, door, though, that's yeah. something that people have been asking about. And we were curious, too. Like, we didn't uh, we didn't see the door opened. Mm -hmm. the, the hatch under the uh, ball foundation in like in the cellar. Right. Which means I can't talk about it. Oh, darn. Maybe next <laughs> Maybe it's like, it's like the tunnel last year, right? Yeah. Right. I, I was saying that's where you sleep at night. It's like their secret hat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're guarding the ball foundation. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. You yeah. just open the door and there's like a cot where he sleeps. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I'd love to find that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the what's been going on. Uh, okay. So something about Samuel Ball. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I see people post things like um, on Facebook that it's just like a bench mm -hmm. and it has like the words above it. If you could sit and talk to anybody uh, on this bench for one hour, who would it be from anybody of all time? Right. Mm -hmm. And I always think to myself, man, I'd really like to talk to Samuel Ball and know what he found or know what just to get an idea of, uh, to know what he knew, you know, because he seems like that kind of uh, he's that as far as. Oak Island goes. I mean, he's a mystery in himself. He is just such a mystery, and I would just love to know more about him. So I'm glad you're doing the work to find more out out about. Yeah, him. and we really hope to do more research. I know Chip Reed re would really like to do more research, but you know, international travel is a problem. Coming here and doing local research is a problem. So, but I think we're gonna we're gonna keep up. That's we're gonna keep up the research on Samuel Ball and see what we can what we can find on him. Right? It's. Mm -hmm. It's really fascinating. Yeah, that's kind of how you ended this past season was like, you know, we've done a lot, mostly what we can do here in the cellar and mm -hmm. like to look at the historical context here. You know? Yeah. It, research is a big part of, well, everything that happens on the island, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, um, one thing about Samuel Ball is some people had uh, questions after that button was found. Um, mm -hmm. It was a British Royal Navy button. Uh, people did think or ask, hey, does that mean he was part of the when he because we knew he was part of some kind of uh, military? British. Yeah. Um, could it have been the Royal Navy? Uh, have you found anything that says yes or no? Or is he more like an infantry kind of guy? Or No, he was uh, he was Black Pioneers. So mm -hmm. he was a non-combatant. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of tree cutting and uh, road building, that kind of thing, yeah, okay. which is what he did. Apparently, when he came over here as well, road building, yeah, <laughs> tree clearing. <laughs> Could it be? Well, I looked at how much rock he moved, um, just to build the two walls that he has between 26, 24, and 25, and 26 and 27. Mm -hmm. so those walls are uh, three feet high, six feet wide, and about a thousand feet long. Oh my gosh, and he's got two and a half of them. Wow. And I, I I forget what the number is, but I worked out how many thousands of, of tons that was for him to move. And it's astounding. It, wow. The Egyptians built the pyramids. We know that there are ways to move large rocks. <laughs> and yeah. um, he's said to have some money on him, right? So maybe he mm -hmm. had a lot of 
hired hands. Well, mm-hmm. We do know that Isaac Butler did actually take over after Samuel Ball died. He he stayed in the house. Okay. Um, because we're finding some evidence of of post eighteen forty two artifacts. So that's that was pretty cool revelation. Interesting. Yeah. Do you want to move oh. into listener questions? Yeah, we got some listener questions. Super relevant. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Okay, so, so I'm gonna... she's going to bring up an Instagram question. Um. So, because I had a couple from Instagram, I wanted to share, and this one seemed relevant right now. So, mm-hmm. um, wanting to know if we can discuss the size of the ball property in comparison to other properties, um, other property sizes at that time. And that's from Sunshine Life BB. <laughs> All right. Um, my only experience with with Black Loyalist property ownership is Birchtown in Shelburne County. So that's where Samuel Ball was was before he came to Chester. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had they, they had small lots and were granted uh, about eight miles away, uh, 10 acre farm lots. Um, but Samuel Ball's land acquisition, I think is really unusual. We have no, cause he was, he was paying a lot of money for these, for these properties, mm-hmm. right? Um, plus he had a hundred acres on the mainland as well. So I really think that what he owned was truly unique, certainly for the area. Um, it was a lot, it's a lot, he spent a lot of money and owned a lot of land and we're not really sure why he was acquiring because they're not contiguous, right? They're, Mm -hmm. they're, they're spread out around the island. Yeah. so I think it's he, his land ownership was unique and certainly unique for a black loyalist. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. That's well, wow, that's really something to try to wrap your head around, though. <laughs> like, why? You know, what's the why? Yeah, yeah. Which is why we look under the ground, and hopefully that will give us some clue, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he's kind of like a horse of a different color. You know, he's like a, a kind of a special, um, like, you know. He's unique, an intriguing right? story. I unique mean, story, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like learn a lot. Cool. All right. Do we have any other questions? From yeah, Instagram? I think this one actually comes from like your biggest fan. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Let's take a look. <laughs> Steve wants to know. Stephen Guptill. Okay. Uh, he wants to know what makes Steve your favorite person to work with. You know, it's he's always really, really well dressed. <laughs> That's what I like. We said he had a stunt double. Yeah, we did see that. Oh, AJ Baca. Yep. <laughs> AJ, yep. <laughs> yeah. They literally do buy things for each other. It's it really kind of cute. I thought that was a joke. <laughs> no, 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 it's true. Oh, AJ okay. will show up and say, I got a, I have a shirt for Steve. <laughs> what? Yeah. Besties yeah. right there. I know. That's really funny. Yeah, why, why isn't Steve buying shirts for you? Well, I don't know. I don't know why AJ is buying shirts for him. <laughs> Maybe we need to. I'm going to put that on the Steve Guptill interview questions. Why are you not buying shirts for Laird? He's hurt. He, he recommends brands to us, right? <laughs> you know? that's but cool. that's about as far as it goes. They're, they're all hanging up in his trailer, right? <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve's a great guy to work with. I, I read a lot, so we get along really well. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, pretty soon, since they expanded the uh, trial team, they're going to need to maybe expand the surveying team, you know, to, to keep up. Because you said that you used to, like, maybe need two or three Steves out there. It would mm -hmm. help out a lot. Yeah, and there's there's certain technology we can use that can make life a little bit simpler for us and, and take some of the pressure off Steve because he's he does have someone at his arms constantly pulling him in different directions. I can't imagine after seeing the map at the you know end of the season and if yeah. that you know the 700 artifacts and that doesn't even include like you said what you've done at the ball foundation mm -hmm. in addition to having to like move the drill rig right yeah. and keep track of all that Woo! busy yeah. guy mm -hmm. yeah all right so i got some uh question oh my gosh it just like it just uh <laughs> went away he had all his questions and then no. they like Vanished. They just vanished and I didn't even touch anything. <laughs> All right, so I got some questions from Facebook. They're not as well. Um, I can't present them like Deidre does. I'm better yeah. organized. Yeah. Just to, you know, obviously. That's very true. All right, so, and uh, if I, I can't if I can't pronounce your last name, I'm just going to say a letter. Okay, okay. So this is from Joe H. All right, he had a couple questions. Um, they said that, okay, we already covered the 700 objects that, that mm -hmm. have been found, but that didn't include what you found on the... Uh, the uh, ball site but in your opinion what is the most unexpected find this season <clears throat> the find that impressed me the most the artifact find was actually the ring bolt because mm -hmm. I, I was there in the morning when they said we're going to go out and we're going to look for a ring bolt and they found it they <laughs> found one and i don't think they've ever found anything <laughs> intentionally before it was really impressive. I was going to say, can't you say, I'm going to go find the treasure today. Yeah. And then go find it. That's what they should have said that day. That's what they should have asked Dan Hensky yeah. where it was, right? Yeah. But that was a that was a combination of, of you know, historical research and, and having Gary the metal detector. And boom, they found exactly what they were looking for. Crazy. Yeah. That's kind of bizarre. How bizarre, how bizarre. How bizarre. All right, so Joe H. also asked, if you could work on any area of the island, what would your focus be and why? Oh, I would I would stick with the ball site, to be very honest. Um, we're also interested in looking at where Donald Daniel McGinnis originally stayed. I think we've concluded that what we did two years ago was not his house. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. But Samuel Ball, I, I mean, you could spend ten years probably um, working on his working on his property and trying to answer some of the questions. You know, like what was he doing there? Uh, is he buried there? Right. Yeah. So we have lots of areas still left to explore um, just on the Ball property. So if he was buried there, are you kind of hoping to find him? I'm hoping to. Oh, I wouldn't dig. We wouldn't like, dig him up. We'd find him. I, was going to, <laughs> I mean, but like, what if you dig him and you're like, oh, there's a hand? I don't know. Well, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll be. We think he's in a, an area just you know, kind of outside of where we where we're looking. Uh, we're really hoping to find any graves um, using remote sensing. So that would be cool. Delineate the area and and uh, recognize it. Yeah. Yeah, that would cool. be really cool. So that means there's probably not any record of where he is buried, right? Yep. If it's 
up in the air. Yeah. And the, the, the trend back then was you get buried on the, on the farm. You didn't get buried in the churchyard. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Very cool. Do you want to take the question from the OG? Oh, Agnes. Agnes Brooks wants to know, what's the make and model of your favorite trowel? Uh, the, I started out, off with uh, with Marshalltowns. Uh-huh. Um, this is actually, a, it's called WH. Uh, another one ordered from England. Okay. And then my new favorite is, uh, it's by a guy, place called Anvil, Anvil and U, Y-E-W. Uh, he's a blacksmith in England. So it's a ro it's a cherry handled spring steel hand forged trowel. And I have wow. two more on order. So that's that's my new favorite. <laughs> yeah. Very fun. So we gotta... Marshalltown, Marshalltown tends to be the what Stand most archaeologists use. Yeah. Very cool. Laird's fancier than that. <laughs> so he does yeah. fancy trowels and Steve does nice clothes. Well, yeah, exactly. When, yeah. when you're the most famous archaeologist in the world, you kind of have, <laughs> have the, the cool stuff. You, you know? got a custom whip too then? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want, I was going to ask you that because you said you get a lot of Indiana Jones uh, jokes from the like you know crew and behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. You get less of them now that they can spread them out to the other archaeologists? Yeah, I don't get them as much now. Oh, <laughs> they how... save them for everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> They can just pass them on. That's funny. Hey, um, I have a question for you. This one's for me. Mm. Is um, I think maybe, just maybe, you should go out investigating with Maddie Blake on Beyond Oak Island. Ah. Beyond Oak Island is the spinoff show where uh, Maddie has, and actually Gary kind of had a couple of his own episodes where they go out looking for treasure around um, different places in the United States mm -hmm. is at, uh, for the first season. But I think it could be fun that, you know, if you went with Maddie to like Egypt or something, you explain some kind of like, um, you know, maybe put it into terms we would understand for archeology span stuff they're doing over there, or maybe mm -hmm. not just maybe somewhere like in South America or, mm -hmm. you know, we think it could be a lot of fun if you popped up on one or two or three of those episodes every season, if they, if they continue doing the show. Yeah, no, I, that would be great. Yeah. yeah Want to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I, <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> I'd like to point out Scott Barlow just showed up in the chat and um I think he's a big fan. Um oh, <laughs> OMG. <he> <laughs> okay, I think you have a new He's he's an admirer for sure. Oh definitely. <laughs> you should buy shirts for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you two can match. It'll be fun. No, um, Hearts for Scott. Hearts for Scott. It. It's yeah. also, almost Scott Barlow Appreciation Day. That, two days away. I know. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah well, a, a, well, a year ago, Steve Guptill put up a big post on Facebook saying how much he appreciated Scott for everything he did for him the prior season and how much he meant to him. And we just said, we ran with it. We said, well, we it must took it be, too far. It must be Scott Barlow Appreciation Day. And now it's a new holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we so on every May 12th going forward. Who knows who to fuck up to, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. All right. So um, we got another question from Joanne. It says, how do you secure the excavation work for the winter so you can start up again in the spring slash summer? 
Well, I mean, normally with our regular excavation units, we just uh, we fill them back in after we're done with them, fill mm -hmm. them back in with soil. Um, taking all the boulders out of the ball foundation kind of presented us with a new challenge because the boulders were actually supporting the walls, right? And some of which aren't in great shape. Um, so we actually, we had Billy's people come in uh, and use some some uh, plywood, which that's probably a lot of money to put in that thing now. <laughs> uh, plywood and two by fours to uh, reinforce the rocks. Um, we tried to get a, a stonemason in, but we couldn't actually find one to come to work on, you know, to kind of rebuild the, the walls. But that's something we may pursue this year. Cool. So we just make sure that everything's, you know, it's going to stay in place. It's not going to cave in. Um, mm -hmm. But that's usually done by just refilling your hole. That seems logical. Yeah. <laughs> that was way too simple. Except for the plywood. Right now, that's not logical. But at the time, it made sense. <laughs> we just have to make sure Billy didn't go back and uh, take all his wood back. No, I think Scott's going to go sell it all for retirement. And uh, you may, if it's missing, you may want to go after Scott. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. So thanks, uh, Joanne uh, Klein, for that uh, question. All right. So we got another question from JD Bonza. Are the winters so bad and severe, uh, the weather wise, that no work can be done during the time? Not even metal detecting? No, our winters are all. That's a. That's a Prometheus Entertainment uh, uh, line. Our winters really aren't that bad at all. I think, I think I figured out the lowest temperature we had this year was about five degrees Fahrenheit. Um, not that a lot of bad. I'm not gonna. That's lie. cold where we come from. <laughs> Is it? No, not a lot of snow. Um, and I've I've actually worked in every every month of the year. Um, Wait. You guys are close to the 45th parallel, right? So you're halfway between equator and North Pole. Yeah. Yeah, we are too where we live, but we're like on the other side of the United States. And I don't know, maybe once it got down to like 25 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> I'm thinking five degrees. That sounds rough, Laird. Like well, how many it's, we, it gets down to about it gets down to about minus fifteen um at the most around here. Celsius. Celsius. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But it's still like really low and cold. <laughs> but it's never, I don't think it was cold enough this year to freeze the ground very solidly. So you could have, you could have kept going. Well, you need a few months to sleep to catch up from all that time you put in. So yeah, we're pretty tired by the end. Yeah, there you go. Downtime. It's hibernation. It's downtime. Mm -hmm. Needed. All right. So uh, Jan Anderson asks, uh, what item found on this year on Oak Island do you think is the most significant? Why? I can't think we kind of covered that, right? Mm -hmm. But number two question is, what is the oldest artifact you have ever found and where was it found? So the oldest artifact I ever found was a, about a 12,000-year-old spear point. Um, and that comes from an area near Truro. So that's up where uh, where, Ga where, uh, where Terry lives, actually. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the first, be the first settlers in Nova Scotia about at least 12,000 years ago. So that was pretty cool. It was the first one found since like 1964. Wow. Yeah. Well, congratulations. When did you find that? That <laughs> uh, was 30 years ago. <laughs> well, I wonder so, if another pretty... one's been found. <laughs> I don't know. That's really cool, though. Um, actually, speaking of Terry, um, 
at the I think when we did our last hangout chat with you and with Steve, mm-hmm. yeah. you guys mentioned that um, there might be a big uh, like a gag like a Terry thing outtake of yeah. Gary's big Gary Terry uh, Terry's Terry. big accident. I've been looking for it all season. Yeah, we never got to see it. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not for public consumption. Oh, okay. It's not for public <laughs> consumption. That's funny then. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> oh, bummed. The Laird freeze. Oh, Larry, there. Oh no! He's like, I'm done with you guys. <laughs> He's. Oh no! Hang on, I'm gonna remove. Uh oh, we'll bring him right back. One second. Oh, we're back. back. (laughs) Yeah, you said it wasn't for public consumption, and then you froze. I was like, uh oh. (laughs) Prometheus is watching. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. That's funny. All right. So, Melanie Souter asks, What made you want to get into archaeology? And um, what is your favorite dig slash find? Maybe let's go outside of Oak Island for your favorite uh, dig. Yeah. Um, my favorite dig, uh, it's in, it's Birchtown. It's, uh, so that's quite close to where I grew up. I moved there when I was 12. Um, Mm -hmm. the largest settlement of black loyalists in North America Mm -hmm. was there. Uh, it's an amazing story. Samuel Ball was there. Um, it's an amazing story of the journey from South Carolina, uh, joining the British in New York and, and New Jersey and then making your way um, to Nova Scotia and, and kind of uh, um, kind of trying to make a living out of the, it's a really, really rocky, hard land to, <clears throat> to make a living from. And my favorite site there was a pit house. So this is when they got there in September and the, you know, the weather, they're from South Carolina, the weather was coming in. So what was recommended is they basically just built a hole in the ground and put a roof over it. And that's how these people lived probably until the 1790s. Wow. So several years in there. Um, and I found one of those during one of our surveys. That was, that was one of the coolest sites I found. Wow. Can't imagine how uh, those people lived when it rained or something, you know, it gets mm-hmm. all flooded. That'd be real rough life. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't even, you can't even picture it. No. It's not something you can wrap your head but, around. But uh, very sure. cool as far as archaeology goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Anne McCutcheon asks, um, if if you had a chance to explore an archaeological an archaeological site, what would it be? Like any other one that you haven't been to? You know, if if I retired and went on to do something in archaeology, it's going to sound kind of strange. It would probably be have more to do with World War One and World War Two in 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 France and Holland. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's what I find really fascinating. So. And they're losing sites very quickly because of development. So yeah. a um, lot of people are needed to, uh, to, to do that work. So I enjoy the, you know, the war aspect. Um, I actually like working with human remains. I've done that quite a bit. Um, so it's, 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 it, I think it'd be really, really interesting to do that. So did they not have an archeologist come in or someone ahead of time before kind of like what they, you've done in the past, right? They have a very narrow window to go in, get as much work done as they can, and then the bulldozers come in. So, yeah, it's it's what we call salvage archaeology. Yeah. Well, then that's crazy. 
Yeah. It's kind of too bad too. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's too bad those sites can't be preserved for generations to come. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but a lot of it's probably beachfront property. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Prime land. Right. Yeah. All right. So uh, Jack Campbell from one of the uh, hosts over at uh, Could It Be uh, or no, not Could It Be. Not That's Could us. It Be. That's Where us. Could It Be? Um, yeah. The Curse of Oak Island and Beyond. He <laughs> asks, how long does it take to get test results back from the artifacts that you have um, sent out for? Uh, it takes anywhere between probably two and six weeks, depending on what you're having done. Um, the Dendro is a little more, it's a little more labor intensive, right? Um, mm -hmm. He has to he has to make sure it's all all evenly cut and polished and things like that, um, but yeah, usually between two and two and six weeks. That's cool. Yeah, That's not it, seems, bad. it seems like on the show sometimes that they find something and at the end of the episode they tell us you know oh we got the uh, carbon dating back you know but yeah. you know they just try to make it flow all nice and yeah good for the show, mm -hmm. so. makes sense yeah. makes total sense. All right. Um, you want to read any of these or, or am I good? All right. So Linda, Linda loud, uh, asks of all the years you have done archeology span where and what was your aha find? Is that, uh, the, um, the thing you found, uh, that, that. The, pit? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, the, the 10,000, 12,000 year old spear point was pretty cool, yeah. mm -hmm. but the pit was kind of neat because it was on a power line cut. And we kind of walked by it, and I looked back and went, we better go test that, right? Mm -hmm. So we almost walked by it. Mm. Um, wow. And the next year, we had some St. Mary's students there, and we excavated the whole thing. And, and um, they, they actually left me alone there. Um, they went back home on a Friday. So I was digging all alone in, the, in this pit. Sad. <laughs> very, yeah, I know. <laughs> very, uh, very hard, what we call hard pan that they dug into. Uh -huh. and, uh, and I was digging in the, this, this piece of the wall fell off, just the soft piece. And you can see where the guy's, the person's shovel blade is just, you can see the shovel blades. Uh -huh. The guy in 1783 was digging out the hole. And wow. it was really weird. It was like, I, it creeped me out because I could feel a presence <laughs> there. I actually got up and looked around. <laughs> it was so strong. So that was the, that was really the closest thing I've had to an aha moment was, was feeling how close those people were uh, at that moment. It was kind of like a, 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 a outlander experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that like a TV show? Yeah. Yeah. I've she, never seen she, she walks from the forties into the 1750s. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. you know, maybe I've seen a commercial or something. Yeah. That sounds a little bit familiar. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Um, let's see here. Uh, it, it, uh, Patri uh, sorry, Patricia Miner asks, uh, how does what you discovered about Samuel Hall, Samuel Ball's house differ from what you expected? Well, I mean, it's compared to the McGinnis, uh, house mm -hmm. balls seller his root cell is probably almost three times larger right mm -hmm. um so he had a lot more room to store things mm -hmm. for whatever reason because he didn't have a, he didn't have a huge family he had a family of five or six at the most oh, wow. um, okay. 
Um, and then at some point, I don't think it was explained on the show. At some point, they have a hearth, so the fireplace base that mm -hmm. was that one point you could walk around it. At some point, somebody filled in the end, so uh, it looks like they reno renovated it as well. Um, and then the I wish I could talk about the tunnel because that was a very unusual feature uh, of, the, of the house. Everybody's wanting to know about the tunnel. Yeah, but the tunnel kind of got skipped over in season eight as far as uh, us learning more about it because yeah. it was yeah. like a big feature at the end of season seven. Yeah. That... They talked about it being what looked like a box drain coming. Oh, did they? Yeah. It's a box, yeah. box drain running from the southeast corner of the, of the cellar, which is really really oddly it, it, you can see it it's it's right in there so yeah one of the things that you had brought up in this season you mm -hmm. did say that uh, there was a giant drain um, yeah because rick asked yeah. if you know or marty asked if you had looked further into it and it was like mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense i've never seen anything like this coming from a house yeah no because you know it ran quite a ways but if it was open on the one end and open on the other end then you're gonna have rats and squirrels and raccoons coming in you know we don't know why we're there they could be helping with the dishes maybe he was like a yeah. snow white you know like <laughs> singing and maybe that's how dishes all got broken though probably you never know <laughs> you never know all right so let's see here um janet gibson asks um what and where were you working on before, like, sorry, what and where were you working on right before you got the call to work on Oak Island? I was, I was, I had my own company. So um, we do, I was doing projects, you know, the highway projects or uh, yeah. uh, I've done a lot, did a lot of work in downtown Halifax uh, mm -hmm. when the convention center was built, my company did that in the library. So um, I was doing a lot of work just within within Halifax and Halifax County on various whatever they call me about. You'd put a bid in and and do the work. So it was a, a bunch of different projects. Very cool. Um, Doreen Stroud asks, uh, did they get the test results back from the keg lids? And uh, did they do that on the show? Like they said that they could be up to 500 years old, but that's mm -hmm. based on Carmen Legg's assessment. I don't remember seeing any type of uh scientific testing. Yeah. do you recall anything about the keg lids i i don't uh no i don't recall uh getting any results from that yeah yeah that was like uh more of like when you were heavily focused in lot 25 rick mm -hmm. just happened to see these on the ground i think mm -hmm. after probably billy had pulled a scoop or something yeah and, and uh another, that was like another thing like um when Gary found that tool that looked like it had a right angle, mm -hmm. it was just uh, kind of there. And it, you know, it's not something you can find from metal detecting. So yeah. it's yeah. cool. It's, I'm glad these guys have like uh, the eagle eye vision. Oh yeah. Those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's kind of, I think uh, the... well, most of the questions are kind of like repeats. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Discussed. Yeah, like uh, Connie asks, so what is your most unusual find? You know, we got that one already. Uh, but she'd also ask, have you been stumped by something you found? Oh, artifacts all the time. Yeah. For sure. Um, the biggest puzzle I have is, again, from Birchtown, there are two areas of uh, rock mounds, like different 
shapes, different sizes. Um, it's difficult to describe unless you see the, uh, you know, see the map of them, but uh, we have no idea why they're there. We think the black loyalists put them there, but that's one of the biggest mysteries I'd like to see solved. Okay. Very, very cool. Um, but can you go back down? I think there was a question right at the bottom there um, from Paula. You probably don't know anything about this, but um, can you throw that up there? What does it say? Uh, did they find the 90-foot stone, or are they still looking for it? Do you know anything about the 90-foot stone? I believe the search is ongoing. Yeah. Probably uh, the charge is being led by Doug. Still. <laughs> yeah. Really? Of course. <laughs> and I hope he finds it someday because, man, we need, if we found something that can be confirmed like 90 feet in the ground okay. randomly, I mean, that could tell us a lot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's like the number one thing I want them to find personally. Yeah, you're pretty committed to the 90 foot stone. <laughs> well, it's such an enigma, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what is this thing doing? If they did find it at 90 feet deep ish or 80 feet or whatever it was back in what is it, 1803? Mm -hmm. I mean, what is it doing there? who put it there and why yeah and, yeah oh, i might have to leave soon oh okay. that's fine i was gonna say we need to go ahead and get wrapped up, wrapped up. Yes. Yep. let me kind of toss it to you and just say you know is there anything that you would like or wish fans knew or want to share in particular well i really like the idea of the of, of the behind the scenes I think that was great for the crew. I think I'm going to try to record more behind the scenes for uh, for us, for people, and, and, and see if we can get permission to share that. Um, you know, a lot of people think it's just it's a treasure hunt and blah, 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 but they don't see how hard, not only how hard people work, but how much, as we said before, how much we've invested in, in this whole project, right? It's, it's, a, it's a, an all-consuming thing, and... Uh, it would be nice if people knew that. Yeah, well, if you did end up doing some kind of behind-the-scenes stuff, it would be consumed by basically everybody. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. We would yeah. love it if, like, maybe if you can do that and then have, like, the official Curse of Oak Island Twitter account and Facebook mm -hmm. account share those kind of things. Man, people would devour that. They'd yeah. be so excited to see it. Um, so we wish you luck. We hope that uh, Prometheus signs on for something like that with you guys. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, is there any uh, updates with your uh, elephants in Thailand? I haven't actually heard much more about them yet. No, no. We, we keep holding out hope that we can get back there. Oh, that would be awesome. I know you went just before the pandemic struck last year. So mm -hmm. we, just, we yeah. just got out. I don't say you barely got out in, yeah. you know, just like in the nick of time. Yeah. So. All right. So I guess that's it. That's all the questions and everything I have. So. Okay. Uh, same here. So I just want to say, of course, thank you for joining us. Uh, hopefully we're going to get to do it again yep. here eventually. Yeah. Soon, and hopefully get y'all get back to the island soon. Yes. Fingers crossed again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, once you do get back there, we wish you guys the best of luck and we hope that you find uh, something that makes your head spin and <laughs> makes our head spin. So. All right. All right. All right. Well, thanks, uh, Laird, yeah, and right. have a great evening. Yeah, Thank thanks. You. Take care, guys. Yeah, thanks. thanks for your time. Take it easy, right. sir. And right. uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in to this special uh, interview with Laird Niven tonight. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Do you want to travel?